Well, over 11 years ago, fans of a popular music talent show first got to know Colton Dixon. And while he didn't quite reach idol status, his top seven finish not only gave him a platform from which to represent his faith, it helped launch a ministry of music that is still having an impact today. Colton's newest project is called Canvas. And this morning, we're getting to know Colton's heart as well as the heart behind some of his new music. Colton, welcome back to the Morning Conversation. Man, thank you so much for having me. So, Colton, do you do you write most of your songs? Or do you write all your songs? I do write 99.9% of my songs. There have been a couple that have snuck in over the years that we just really believed in. Yeah. And um, they felt like gifts, so we... You know, we put them out. Um, one of those was a song called Let Them See You. Hmm. A good buddy of mine, J.J. Weeks, wrote um, back in the day and just loved that song. And, but on, on this record, uh, this newest project called Canvas had a, a role in writing all the songs. Um, there were a couple that had actually already been started by other people. Hmm. Uh, one of those songs was Build a Boat, actually. Hmm. Um quite an unconventional way of writing a song. You know, they, they had started a song and gotten it pretty close to the finish line in their eyes. And I got to come in with a buddy of mine and kind of rewrite from the ground up a song that was close to being finished. I kind of love doing that. It allows fresh eyes and ears to get put on a song. And, and we're also able to bring in uh, some spiritual depths as well. It was kind of a new, new thing for me uh, in this last year, but, I really enjoyed that, but I love writing songs. It's probably my favorite part of this whole process. And I was wondering about that. Uh, you're God's blessed you, and you're gifted that way. When you going all the way back, so this is like distant memory now. But uh, when you're on Idol, uh, yeah, was it always in your mind that you would be writing and and uh, do quite a bit of writing as you your career developed? Yeah, I I always loved writing songs, and for me, it was kind of songwriting was kind of like my journaling. Um, I, instead of keeping a journal, I would sit at the piano and just kind of, it wasn't even, didn't even have to be pretty. It was just getting my thoughts and feelings out and even just conversation out with God. And that was kind of my safe place. And so with Idol, yeah, like it, I was open to what God had for me, whether that was strictly Christian music or, you know, opening doors to mainstream, like whatever that looked like, I was, I was open and wanted to be willing, but I knew that songwriting was going to play a part in that, sure. How's your extended family? I remember the six years ago when we talked, that family was really big for you, I thought was cool. And uh, you kind of really grounded you. I remember, I think your mom would hold you accountable and make sure that you're kind of remembering where you came from. And so is that all still kind of going well? It is. I love my family. You know, it's funny. My wife and I have been married. It'll be eight years in January. You know, that torch has been passed from my mom to now my wife keeping me grounded and accountable and you know it's great though man um and also my my wife and i have twins, twins. now yeah um, yeah so there are three uh it's two girls man like being a dad is my absolute favorite it's even present a new perspective on what i do and and as opportunities arise i am even more so intentional about what I'll say yes to versus what I won't. Cause I know when I say yes to something, I'm having to say no to something else. And sometimes that's tough. I'm so thankful for family, especially this, this new family unit that my wife and I are establishing. And yeah, God's really good. 
and we're really thankful. If I remember correctly, you, you were just talking a few moments ago about your twins that you guys have their three now. So it was a yeah. little rough go at the start, wasn't it? Was it kind of touch and go for It was, bit? yeah. You never want to meet your kids this way. It feels like Christmas morning when you're meeting your kids. And we had a complication with um, little Dior. It's Dior in Athens. Hmm. Dior was the first to come out of a C-section. We we tried doing the natural labor and things just weren't progressing. So I had to go to Pan B, Plan B. And, and uh, so little Dior came out first and she didn't have a pulse, wasn't breathing. Very scary moment. But I'm thankful for uh, being raised in the church and having a relationship with the Lord and knowing that, all right, this is one of those moments that it's a faith through fear moment. As easy as that sounds, talking about it in the moment is pretty, it is a big decision. Fear seemed like the more logical choice <laughs> at the moment. We believe that God is still a God of miracles. It's not just a, an Old Testament thing or a Bible thing. I've seen him do it time and time again in my own life. So we chose to trust that, that he was going to come through. There was no there was no backup plan for us. So all of our eggs were in that basket. And whether he touched Dior directly or worked through the doctors and nurses, uh, little Dior spent about a week in the NICU just to monitor, but she started breathing again. And uh, you would never know there were any complications. We're so thankful. She is our little ray of sunshine, uh, miracle baby for sure. How did you process all that with God? Well, man, I mean, so many things came out of that for me. I, growing up in church, I feel like I would always hear people talk about like the fresh perspective that having kids brings to your relationship with God and, mm-hmm. and just that understanding that like God, our father, um, and even the relationship between God and Jesus, like God sending his own son to die on behalf of us. So meeting my girls for the first time, I just remember thinking there's nothing I wouldn't do for these little girls. I'm just meeting them for the first time, but whatever it is, like, um, let's go. And I just remember feeling like that gentle Holy Spirit tug on my heart, just basically saying the same thing. It's like, man, I feel the same way about you. And it just wrecked me, man. <laughs> it's like a, a mess in the hospital. And God's just really good, man. And he loves us and he wants the best for us. And, and even as my girls are getting older, there are certain things that I keep them from that I realize that God does the same for us because we're not ready. We're not spiritually mature enough or we're not you know, in a place in our lives to be able to handle that yet. It's just been, uh, it has taken my relationship deeper, 100%. Colton, you, you mentioned earlier about uh, your latest album was released in April, Canvas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So did that came out of pandemic season? Is that right? Most of the, the writing of that? You know, um, it was post-pandemic, uh, um, the writing, the the song that actually came from pandemic was a song called made to fly that we released um, a couple years ago now. And, and that's just about like, man, don't let what the world is doing make you forget what you were really meant for. God says that we will soar on wings like eagles, you know, even when the rest of the world is walking or sometimes crawling and don't forget that we're made to fly. So that was the song that came out of that pandemic. But canvas, um, honestly, canvas was written in this last year, uh, maybe a little longer than a year. And uh, I think it's my favorite project I've ever put out. And the reason why is I feel like that song, I just feel like I finally, I finally was able to like, if I could sum up what, what I want my life to be, that would be the song that I would play. I just love that God is constantly in the business of one, taking ill-equipped people to prove how powerful he is. You see that time and time again in God's word. He also takes ugly messes, broken things, broken people like myself, 
and turns them into something beautiful. Of course, that song is you turn a melody into a symphony. You're the painter and I will be your canvas. You make a masterpiece out of the mess of me. You're the creator and I will be your canvas. And that's it, man. That's what I want my life to be. I'm a blank canvas. I want God to tell a story through me in any way that he sees fit. I'm so grateful and thankful for how that song turned out. And I feel like even that song is threaded into the other songs on that EP, like Build a Boat and My Light. We're pumped with that one. I'm always curious, like, if there was a song that you you would say, man, this probably won't ever be promoted from a radio whatever standpoint, but, like, don't miss this song. This is this is one that I think was kind of special, but it's kind of a sleeper on it. Oh, man. <laughs> you just asked the million-dollar question. I'm going to be a thousand percent transparent with you, Stan. Here we go. I actually just got word a couple weeks ago, and I'm super bummed about it, actually, that we're not going to use any more singles from this project. And I'm still really wrestling with that, if I'm honest with you. We've released Build a Boat. We've released My Light. Two songs that I 100% stood by and agree with and love that people are getting their ears on and, and hopefully getting encouraged and refreshed and refocused on some things they need to be refocused on. But there are two songs on this project that I feel just as strong, if not stronger about. And the number one is Canvas. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, man, I just want people to hear that song. I think that song was a gift from God. And uh, man, he, I, I want people to hear that song so much that I would even like give it to someone else and have them cut it just so that it would be played. That's how strong I feel about that song. The other song I would say is a song called Giants, which uh, sonically for Christian radio might be a little outside the box. And I understand, I understand all of the dynamic or, and politics around that. But spiritually, the song is about the David and Goliath story. And I feel like there's so much depth to this song. You might miss on first listen if you're like me. I'm more of a music guy. It really is just a breakdown of greater is the one who's inside of me than he who's in the world. And like I said earlier, time and time again, God is taking people who are not qualified for the job to prove how powerful that he is. David is no exception. I'm no exception. Don't give up just before you see that giant, that mountain, that situation in your life crumbled enough. Keep standing tall and you're going to see that giant fall. So I, I really believe in that song as well. Colton, I'm curious, as you kind of reflect back on your life, walk with the Lord, times of worship, what was one of the most meaningful worship experiences that you've had? Two came to my mind pretty quick. One, I was on a, uh, a youth retreat. I was in high school. I think we were down in Florida somewhere. Todd Agnew actually was leading worship. He had a great band behind him, and, and it wasn't even about that. They just, I feel like they, they set the stage really well to allow us to be able to enter in. I just remember encountering the Lord in a, in a way that I hadn't encountered before um, in worship and just being on my knees and there for a long time. And it just, distractions were gone, um, wasn't thinking about anything else. And, and I'll be honest, that's hard for me uh, in a lot of scenarios. Like my mind can wander or drift or it's actually something personally that I am trying to get better at when, I, when I'm there, like turn the phone off like you know cut out the distractions and that can be hard sometimes but i just remember that moment it was nothing else mattered Mm -hmm. and that was amazing in a similar way fast forward a few years um this might be an odd one but um i remember the night i got eliminated from idol Mm -hmm. in a similar way nothing else mattered 
I, uh, I got to do one of my favorite worship songs of all time, actually, um, on the show and then got to do it again the night I was eliminated. That song called Everything by Lifehouse. And uh, I just love that song. I, I love that most people wouldn't even consider that song a worship song, but getting to have a conversation with the writer of that song and, and what it means to us and uh, can confirm it's a worship song, you know, and just getting on my knees and again, being on a stage like that, I still to this day have people come up to me and say how cool that was. And I'm like, man, I, I really had no intention of making that a moment for anyone else except for me. Hmm. That was another moment where God really met me where I was hmm. and cut out everything else. You know, the, the people in that audience, the cameras, the thinking about the people at home was not a thing. Um, just a really sweet moment between the Lord and I. That's awesome. I think that was necessary for what he had next for me. Yeah. Actually, it's one of my memories of you. Because <laughs> I still have it vivid in my mind of you on your knees worshiping that, that night. Yeah, dude. That's, that's what it's all about, man. Um, and not even in the public places, but that's the posture in the secret places that we should be excited to run to. Because I know for me that those are the moments where I get filled the most. Curious, what book outside of the Bible, do you have a favorite book at all? Um, I'm going to preface this by saying a goal of mine this year is to become a better reader. Mm. <laughs> I do have a couple that I have loved and am loving. I'm currently in Battlefield of the Mind. Man, the other one that completely changed 2020 for me was... Um, the Bait of Satan by John Bevere. That's that's one of those books that title's a little scary. If you read it on an airplane, you might get some looks. <laughs> but <laughs> it's so good. It's it all stems around the verse. Forgive me, I'm forgetting the um, the reference. But um, the enemy comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But God comes to give us life and life more abundant. So there's just two categories, right? So when life throws you a curveball or, or you're going through something like put it in the right category and realize that the enemy is trying to bait you. We're the fish. And he's like, this picture, like we're the fish. And he's like this wolf with a fishing pole, right? Like he's trying to get us away from what we're destined for. Just don't take the bait, like be smart and be vigilant and keep the word in you and, and put what you're going through in one of those two categories. And if it's in the wrong category, don't pay it any attention. Mm. Um, so I really just appreciated that book, especially in the midst of 2020, when we had so many curveballs thrown at us, that, that book changed my life for sure. Well, Colton, it's been a special morning getting to catch up with you again. I know the MyBridge family really enjoyed you and Jordan when you were in Grand Island, and we are so thankful that we had a chance to spend the morning with you. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much 